Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Paul Brandon, PGA professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We'll talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Lumiere, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So Pro-Ams are alive and kicking, uh, a lot of people turning out, great fields, great play as well. Um, reaching out to Chattanooga, they played at Cleveland Country Club, congratulations to Tom Durbin for being low professionals there. Moving over to the Tri-Cities, Warriors Path, Cody Weems shoots a 69 to win. Tied for second, Tyler Presley, Ethan Berger, Chris Stacy, and Alan Fennell all shooting a 70. Going over to Knoxville at Green Meadows, uh, Casey Flanagan shoots 65, tied for second. It was 68 is Walt Chapman and Byron Williams. Tied for third at 72 is Allie Knight, Scott Moran, and Eric Lumblad. Moving over to Mid-Tennessee in the Old Fort in Nashville, or in Murfreesboro, um, Joey Hickman, low professional, congrats, friend of the show, shooting 68. Followed up closely by Randy Helton, 69, and Scott Masters, 70. So good plan out there, everyone. While that was going on, we also had the this week the Visit Knoxville Pro-Am. Uh, this was the professional bringing a three-scratch-am team. Um, congratulations to friend of the show, Jared Melson. His team of Morton, Bergen, and Maynard shoots 22 under, 61-61 to win the event. Walt Chapman's team of Rezzer, Tally, and Mann comes in second. Greg Wyatt with Maxwell Richardson and Armstrong coming in third. So great playing there. Moving over to the individual side, Walt Chapman comes in first place as low professional. Shooting 10 under for two days, 66-68 with a three-shot lead over Jake Reeves, who also had a four-shot lead over third-place Braxton Hunter. Finishing out the top five, two under, Glenn Hudson and Kevin Snell at one under. Moving over to the senior side, so Jared's team wins it. Well, Jared played really good. Um, He shot a pair of 66 to shoot 12 under for the tournament. Had a six-shot lead over second-place Bill Breen. Uh, Finishing out the top five there will be Chris Stibble, Henrik Simonson, and Mark Hauser. So glad to see a lot of people out playing golf. Also, while all this was going on, we had the Visit Knoxville Open for the Corn Ferry Tour. Congratulations to Grayson Sig for his win. Um, Stefan Yeager comes in second place. He tied for fifth, actually, the week before at the Simons Bank in the, the Grove here in Middle Tennessee. So, Stefan's playing really well. If you look through the leaderboard, and I just quick glanced, people I know that had been on tour or I had a small connection to or, or knew them of somehow, but we've got players like Kyle Reefers who's been on the tour for years uh, playing on the Corn Ferry. Uh, Eric Axley, local boy from uh, the, 
East Tennessee, actually. Eric and I grew up playing against each other. He was a lot better than me. That's why he's playing on tour, and I'm talking to you on the podcast. But congrats, Eric. He shot eight under for the week. Um, another uh, Tennessee local, Dawson Armstrong, uh, went here to school in Middle Tennessee colleges, just graduated, getting out there on tour. A little eight under action as well, tying for 27th. Um, Scott Jucheski has been on tour for a long time. I know his instructor Ian Hughes and him been working a lot on his putting and getting things done. Congrats on that. Again, tied for 37th. It's 7 under. Then we move down a little bit further and we see Andres Gonzalez and Eric Compton. Um, I remember going to the uh, Sanderson's Farms event down in Jackson, Mississippi and got to see Andres play um couple of holes teed off on, on number one, just blistered it, big, just big, strong guy, can kill it, hits it a mile. Uh, and then Eric Compton is always your feel-good story. Eric has actually had multiple heart transplants. Um, he's battled his way on and off the tours, still plays, um, but yeah, it's really good to see him out there competing. Going through the list as well, we have Tommy Two Gloves Gaming making the cut this week. So again, seeing a lot of these names that have been on tour that are playing on, on the Corn Ferry, it's just there's such a fine line um, between the levels of competition there. And, and you see these guys that kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, Tag Ratting's been on tour for a long time as well. Looking at Martin Pillar, his wife, uh, Jarena, plays on the LPJ Tour. Um, they're both really good players. Um, Chris Blanks, uh, from the Georgia area, I remember before Chris got on tour, he used to play in the Tennessee Cup matches where the top 12 assistants from Tennessee would go play the top 12 Georgia. They would come up here and play. And I remember playing against Chris a couple of different times. Nice guy. Glad to see he's doing good and playing out there. Uh, another mid-10 local, uh, Jonathan Hodge, uh, went to UT uh, Knoxville. He's playing out there on and off the tour, or been on the big tour, playing Corn Ferry. Good to see he's out there. Casey Flanagan also won the Pro-Am at Green Meadows, then goes over and plays in the Corn Ferry event in Knoxville as a club pro. Shoots 72 the first day, uh, follows it up with a 68, par 70 for the week, even par, but still Great playing by a club pro. We just don't see those guys out there that often competing. Uh, and just kind of scrolling through the list even further down, Robert Garrigus. Um, Robert was on tour for a long time. I know he, he uh, played very well in Memphis uh, a couple of different times. Got up there really high. He also has a sort of Tennessee connection. Uh, for a while, Brent Henley was on his bag. Um, I'm not sure if they're still... Uh, well, with him being on the corn ferry, I don't think Brent's still out there with him, but he might be. Um, Brent's brother, Kip, uh, won the second season of Big Break. He's caddied for, last year he's caddied for Stuart Singh. He's caddied for VJ Singh. He was on Brian Gay's bag for a long time. So the Henley guys from Chattanooga, living in Tennessee, uh, out there caddying on tour, helping these guys get it done. Also scrolling through we see players uh, like Robert Allenby. So again, we're seeing a lot of names that we've seen on tour for multiple years on this Corn Ferry. So it's just it's it's no joke at how good these guys really are. You know, the top 125 or the top 150 keep their card every year through the FedEx Cup. 
no, top 125. Um, number 126 through 175 have to go back through Q School, top 50 off the Corn Ferry advance up, um, and then those guys play it out to see which 50 of those couple hundred, 150 or so actually make it in. So it's these guys are just making it week to week and trying to get themselves back into contention in the tours. Um, so that kind of winds down the tournament side. I know we've got the uh, PGA Championship come up because our first question actually comes from that. So I know it's going to be a, a short week. Hope to see some really good players. Um, the the Kiowa course there and uh, the Carolinas is always a beast. Uh, I know a friend of mine played in the National Club Pro there 10, 15 years ago and just talked about um, how amazing it was. We all remember the 91 Ryder Cup that was battled there as well. So we'll see the wins get up. Conditions will be tough. But Josh comes to us for asking about the PGA Championship and who our picks are and who who we think are going to have a chance. Um, well, it's kind of a, a safe bet. If you're going to ask me who my top five are for a major, I'm going to throw Hideki Matsuyama in there. Uh, I know he just came off the, the Masters win. Uh, I know several times I've had friends uh, during the U.S. Open uh, in areas that accept bets, and I have uh, begged and pleaded to throw some money down on, uh, for me on that side. So I'm always going to throw Hideki out there. Um, Dustin's been playing well, so you, you can't ever count him out. Um, I know he's been switching putters quite a bit lately, so eh, if he rolls it well, we'll see something good out of him. Um, be fresh uh, to, to see that. Uh, I gotta think Brooks Kepka. Um, I mean, yes, he hasn't battled with the uh, the surgery last year, and he's back to playing a little bit now. But um, he's just turned into such a bulldog and such a gamer. You get him in a major, he's just ready to go. So you gotta think he's gonna be up there. Um, Justin Thomas, uh, I mean, the guy is one of the best ball strikers out there. Uh, puts it well, chips it well. you got to think he's going to make a run. Um, and, and then my, my last pick for this one is, again, I'm either – there's two names I can just basically give the exact examples about and, and substitute them either in and out. And it's either Xander Shoffley or Colin Morikawa. But I'm going to go with Colin this week. Um, I know he won his major last year, got it done. Um, maybe he can repeat, get it going again, and see what get another major this year and, and see what's going on. But, yeah, Josh, those are going to be my five picks for the week, uh, guys, to watch out for. Uh, again, no – no sleepers there. Everybody's kind of in the top mix and ready to go. Um, next question coming from Instagram. Brian wants to know how to fix his slice. Um, Brian, I, I know this is the most abused topic in golf uh, searches. Uh, if you just type this into Google, you're going to get 16 billion um, answers. Uh, without seeing your swing, it's really hard to figure out why you're doing it, but I know the root cause the club face is open and impact. Um, one of the quickest ways that most people want, want to do this is, is change your grip. So by strengthening your grip, if you're a right-handed player, turning your hands more rightward with the thumbs on the right side of the shaft, this normally allows you to help square up the club face uh, and, and not let the ball leak as far right. Now if you're coming out and over it and you're pulling it a little bit, now you shut the face, you've turned your pull cut or pull fade into a pull hook which hook doesn't listen to a lot of people as Trevino said um, so not always the greatest thing to do is the fastest way to fix it um, or at least throw a band-aid at it, it was changing the grip but without seeing it on video and knowing what's going on really hard to dissect that one um, 
so what I'd recommend if you want to throw some videos on uh, get some videos of you on the range or on the golf course uh, shoot them to me through um, Twitter Instagram I'll take a look at them I mean I'll gladly give you some ideas of what's going on with that um, but more than likely I'm gonna say that you have a tendency uh, to get the club just moving across the body too much so trying to feel like you're swinging to right field I know Tommy Fleetwood does a cool little drill where he puts a couple of alignment sticks in the ground that is his swing path. Um, there's a training device out there called the uh, Speed Trap that does something very similar with some little um, stuffed uh, neoprene uh, or styrofoam pillars. But you put these tra set these tracks up to force yourself to swing down a path. Um, we've seen it done as easily with a head cover next to the golf ball. But Brian, without seeing your swing, really hard to dissect it, so be careful of checking out all these things on Google. Um, but yeah, if you want to, uh, contact, like I said, you can send the stuff to me. Uh, I know this week with the PGA Championship going on, they're going to be highlighting uh, PGA coaches uh, from your local area. So check the leaderboard, and if you see a name on there, click it, find out their information on their bio, and, and maybe set up a time to go spend some um spend some quality lesson time on the range and maybe get that figured out and figure out what's going on. So Tony comes back, and I'm hoping this one keeps coming throughout the season, um, but I asked a couple weeks back uh, your favorite golf destinations. Uh, we had several locations in Tennessee make the top 200. Uh, I shared some of those stories, talked about some of mine. Uh, Tony talks about his favorite getaway is at Scottsboro, Alabama, and it's going down to play Goose Pond Colony and the Plantation Course. Um, it, it is a fun trip. My dad's group used to make this down there, so I can speak knowing the courses as well, but it was a great getaway for us. Um, but Tony talks about, you know, it's just a, he's got a group of 30 guys who goes down there. Uh, they stay in one of the local hotels. They bounce back and forth between the lake course and, and the plantation, and just the, the sights, the scenes, and just some small down-home cooking, a uh, little barbecue place there he talks about. is just amazing where they'll always celebrate the winners and do their awards at the end of it. So if you're looking for a good little getaway, the Scottsboro, Alabama with the Goose Pond Colony and Plantation Course, totally recommend it. I've been there, played it. Um, years ago, I know they used to host some of the Nike Tour qualifying. Um, so it was a pre-qualifier to get you in, trying to get your tour card up there. So good golf course, good layout, lots of fun. This question coming from Ralph on how to get tournament ready um, in the spring. So, Ralph, I mean, one of the things we talk about here is really dissecting your game. So if you go back and look at your numbers from last year, now I don't know if you're playing state amateur events, state opens, or if you're just playing some of the local two-man scrambles or things like that. Um, but one of the things I like to do personally and I work with my students on is, is stat tracking. Um, I use uh, ShotScope. I think I've mentioned this on the air before. But uh, it's a watch device. It tells me yardages, front, middle, back of the green, uh, hazards, layups. There's a pegs that go in my, or adapters that go in my clubs. Um, the GPS then tracks what club I hit from where, uh, how far I go to the next spot, um, and goes to there. I can go back and edit and take a look at it, and it shows me how far my clubs are going, how many greens I'm hitting, what clubs I'm getting up and down the most with, which clubs I'm hitting closest to the pin. Um, so again, it helps me rate my game. Um, a little bit more detailed for most people, I agree. Um, but things I'd like to talk about with my students, just keep up with your fairways, your greens, and your putts. Um, we can really, it's very formulaic, we can kind of look at um, the different 
shots. So if you hit, if you're hitting more than half your fairways, um, so eight or nine out of fourteen, then you realistically should be some shooting somewhere in the mid eighties, provided you can stack the rest of your game together. Um, if you're hitting about half your greens, you should be breaking eighty and actually shooting um, into that high seventy mark. Um, if you're averaging thirty seven, thirty eight putts around, it puts more pressure on your iron play in your other games, or else because I mean. Players that shoot 95 and 97 are roughly averaging 37 to 38 putts. So if you're two-putting everything and you're only hitting half your greens, it just adds up really quickly and the scores can and chip away. So, Ralph, I tell you, start look at some stat trackers. Um, again, I use uh, the shot scope. Uh, I know the grind has one out there. The grant has one. 18 birdies, I've seen some of their stuff as well. So there's a lot of really good tracking apps um, I know I, I think I talked about this on the show, at least I was talking to one of my students about it. Eduardo Molinari, who plays on the European Tour, has actually put together a spreadsheet that he's working with, uh, and several tour pros found out about it and now have partnered in with him, and he's helping dissect their game. So not only is he playing competing, but he's helping other professionals out there work on their game by just stat tracking. Figuring out, are you getting up and down when you have this club in your hand, or if you're short-sided, and how often do you short-side yourself? Uh, there's lots of really good information out there. Um, you can spin this off quickly to, to Decade Golf and Scott Fawcett. I know he does a ton of stat tracking. He partnered with Mike uh, Mark Brody, uh, the guy who wrote Every Shot Counts, and designed the Strokes Gain stat that you see on tour. Um, so those guys go into overload. Um, I watch their stuff and think, Wow, it's just amazing how they can look at it and, and break down those proximities. So, but Ralph, again, start stat tracking. Put yourself some measurable goal or measurable data down there, and then once you get the data, then figure out how to increase the number of fairways hit, how to increase the number of greens hit, and how to decrease the number of putts per round. And when you start to do those three things at the same time, you'll knock your shots off there. So, it, as far as looking at how to get tournament ready. Um, Michael Breed actually did a really good article in the Masters edition uh, talking about three weeks out, uh, just hit balls, go to the range, work on the shots that you hit and just making solid contact and getting away from it. Um, and then two weeks out, what you want to do is start getting on the golf course. You want to work on some short game. You want to go out and play a couple of holes, just kind of battling it out. Um Hit two shots, play the best ball uh, a cup for the first two weeks or two weeks out, just getting used to the scoring conditions. And then when you get to week three, it's prep. Try and play the golf course as much as you can. Uh, practice rounds at the facilities and things like that, just getting those conditions and starting to visualize where pins might be and short-siding yourself and, and hitting those chips and putts. Um, but Michael Bray did a really good article. Um, I can't remember the doctor. He partnered in with that one. But the, the doctor talks about nutrition and hydration, like certain holes, maybe it's three, five, seven. 15 i don't remember the exact article but those holes are the holes that you have to drink water on to make sure that you're getting your hydration um so that was a really good article it was the master's edition with dustin on the cover uh, from golf digest back in april but that would be a really good one ralph to kind of check out as far as the ball striking but for me getting tournament ready is just making sure i'm hitting my quality shots and if i'm mapping my courses out correctly and choosing the right targets, I'm generally going to put up some good scores. So take a look at that. 
Well, everybody, I'm going to let you watch the PJ Championship this weekend. Give me some feedback. Let me know how my picks do. Let me know what you think about my picks. Uh, again, I'm Paul Brandon with Believe in Tennessee Golf. We are on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, TuneIn. Jump on um, Spotify or iTunes if you could. Give me a five if you like it. Uh, if you don't, Shoot me a private message on Twitter at uh, pbrandon21 or on, uh, I'm sorry, Instagram at pbrandon21 or Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro and let me know what I can do to be a little bit better to make it uh, more appealing. So definitely getting into the season, I've got some guys lining up. We're just trying to get through a couple of tournaments. I'll get some of the guests on for the shows. We'll see what's going on. But again, this is Paul Brandon with Believe in Tennessee Golf. Hope to see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.